I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. This episode of Two in the Think Tank is brought to you by Harry's Shavers. Harry's Shavers, a great shave at a fair price. From Harry's Shavers, Jeff and Andy were two guys who wanted to start Harry's Shavers, so they did, and then they made Harry's Shavers. Harry's Shavers are really good shavers, but they're better than that. They're great shavers. Alistair, what are your thoughts? I really love them. I'm so glad to hear that. You've, you've got a reasonably close shave at the moment. Can we thank Harry's for this? You absolutely can. I can and I will. I'm, I'm actually onto my second blade. In, oh, really? Yeah, I got yeah. a new pack. See, that's good, mm-hmm. right? Because you start out, of course, you start out with the, uh, the, the beginner's $13 pack. worth of value for just the cost of sh- shipping mm-hmm. beginner's pack, right? Mm-hmm. And that'll last you a long time as well. It does. So, so just to clarify, it's $13 worth of value. Feels like $15 worth of value to me, maybe 20 right? Because mm. that's how good the quality is. I'd say is. 25 Just 25. that handle yeah. feels like it's worth 20 Oh, man, 20 the weight bucks. in that handle? Mm. I don't know what it is. But also the, squ- the squishiness, but also not too squishy. Yeah, because I find, you know, sometimes that squishiness, it gets into like a sort of a tacky territory, mm. and that is no good. That can ruin your whole day. Then you've got that sort of feeling on your fingers. You know, that, no, mm. no, there's no residue whatsoever. I haven't done this, but I feel like, and Harry's, I hope I'm not, you know, speaking out of turn here. I feel like you could leave that handle out in like pretty intense ultraviolet light, light mm-hmm. for a long period of time, and that wouldn't break down. Okay, and if Harry's can't back up that guarantee, I will personally back up that guarantee. Okay, if you try this yeah. and it doesn't work out for you, come to me. Don't go to Harry's because they didn't say this. No, this didn't come from them. But this is my personal guarantee. Yeah, that is on top of whatever else it is that Harry's gives you. Andy's personal guarantee: leave that handle out in the sun for eight weeks. Mm-hmm. That rubberized stuff it's not yeah. going to break down it's not going to get tacky it's not going to ruin your day Harry's Shavers a great shave at a fair price just go to harrys.com forward slash think tank and you'll get that special offer we'll talk about this more in the in middle of the episode when we do the actual ad this yeah. is just a little little heads up little to let te- you know the sort of thing that you're going to get later on rum dum 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 rum dum dum rum dum dum rum dum 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 you're such a dum dum you are dum rum a dum a dum dum what a dum dum Wow, Andy. Uh, I, I think that was some great leading. Thanks very much. Both I... in the ad <laughs> and in the song. You know, you gave me a great melody that I had some kind of rhythm that I could mm-hmm. just f- follow in mm-hmm. with. I like that about you today. This is, you know, this is uh, what, what leadership is. You know, you Absolutely. just, just got to start doing something and people will fall in behind you. That's right? one thing that, like, that I've noticed that is in my adult life that you don't get exposed to at all really in high school is that somebody asks you to do something and you have no idea how to do it and you just have to start doing it. What are you talking about? You're saying that that happens in adult life yeah. and never happened in school? I don't know. Isn't remember. that pretty much all school is because you don't know anything? No, but isn't school... And that... people are always asking you to do things? No, in school they're like they're like anyway. There's this and this and this. All oh, right, they give here's you a, a structure and yeah. scaffolding and whatever. And they talk to you about stuff, and then they ask you to do something. But it's not like 
you, you get like when you get given a job and they're like, anyway, all right, so you're a qualified person mm -hmm. to have mm -hmm. this job. You know, oh, like build, you know, like carve out a model airplane out of this styrofoam. <laughs> Think of a less realistic or accessible example. You 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 talk like a man who's never had a job in his life. <laughs> you know, I've had like, many. Like an alien who just arrived on Earth and for some reason was put on the spot and had to pretend that he had a job. Mm. It's like, oh, you know what it's like when you go down to the office and the boss is like carve a model airplane out of styrofoam. Andy, you know, you, this is going to sound crazy, but you're the second person this week who's made me feel like I'm out of touch, right? Like where, because, like another guy who was like, like because he knew I'd had some comedy writing jobs. Mm. And I was like, and I was like, yeah, but I used, to, I was working in a bottle shop only like just a few years ago. Yep. And he's like, mate, you don't know what it's like in the real world. I feel like even when you were working in the bottle shop, Alistair, and, ha yeah. and you know, working what is ostensibly a, a very real job mm. and dealing with very real people and the very real problem mm. of either wanting alcohol or having it but not having paid for it and just put it up their long sleeve, Yeah. right? Even then, you didn't do it like a person who had a real job. You no. did it like a person who was pretending to have a real job. So you think, you think I was born out of touch? Yeah. And I never got in touch. <laughs> and I've... And I've and I've faked touch. That's right. You, you're, you, you, you never really touch anything. I think maybe you have like a stronger uh, electromagnetic force about you than anyone else that just keeps you at a certain distance from reality. But you know, this is what's interesting because we're, we're currently doing a sketch show at the Comedy Festival. We are, Alistair, yes. And it's the interesting. Andy Matthews that... and Alistair Tremblay virtual sci-fi sketch experience. Yes. Uh, what's interesting is that sometimes, like let's say like, that's currently my job is to do that show. Yeah. And in that job, I have to pretend to be somebody saying something. Uh. And to be honest, it only seems like I'm pretending to pretending to be some, to pretend to be somebody. <laughs> you actually are. I, I, I'm not, no, 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 I'm not actually being the person. You're not even. That's why I don't feel like I'm nailing the characters 100% there. Think, You're not even pretending right. No, I'm pretending to pretend. Yeah, wow. That, I actually, that is interesting. That is how I feel every single time I've been given a tiny little bit of acting work in something. Mm. It's been like, I'll go along and I'll pretend to be an actor. But yeah. we both know that this is just just pretend pretending. This, yeah, is, this is just make-believe pretend. pretending. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm there. My real acting role is that I'm an actor. This is, the, yeah, this is the, uh, the acting method. This is like, you know, Stanislavski? Had his uh, mm -hmm. his method, and sure. there's the a method. few others. The method, mm. yeah, method acting. Um, great, that won a naming coup, by the way. Oh, I mean, that's great. <laughs> I mean, it, it, are there other well, are there other sort of branches of acting. arts or no, but arts or you know or industry that you have the method? No, because Stanislavski he got the domain name. He got in early. In fact, I think he might have even booked the, the domain name. He Does he have method at gmail.com? He's got that, yeah. <laughs> what a score. What about facebook.com slash method? Yeah, yeah. No, he, 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 he's got all of these. Fuck. He booked all that out, and then he was like, oh, I wonder what this could be. First of all, I mean, that's his real triumph. To be honest, mm. I'm not 100% convinced by people who do the method. Oh, some of them are really good. Well, some of them are really good. Yeah. 
But then there's the guy who pretended to be the Joker. Um, oh, Jared Leto. Jared Leto. You know, and then, you know, and he said he went method. Therefore, really could just be that that we've, yeah. we've seen a lot of good actors. Yeah. Well, you know that, or that, yeah. That we've the, blamed the method. The method is just like being really hard to work with. Yeah. That's what it is. Um, I, uh, but anyway, I wanted to pitch a sketch to you. Yes, Andy. Which is like, is like a method, but the method is, is all about just how to pretend to be an actor, right? Sure. It's I like, like it. it's like acting school. Mm-hmm. We don't teach you how to act, but we teach you how to be an actor, right? So and like it, when you show up to the set and everything. Yeah. Yeah. What to say when somebody gives you a script, you know, oh, a script. Thank you. <laughs> But, I'll go away and r- learn the words that but, are in this. But when they say that, remember to listen mm. to what they're saying. Because acting as an actor, yes. they've been taught that you need to listen. Right. <laughs> so yeah. you They'll gotta, be expecting you to listen. They'll, or at least know what they're talking about when they say you need to listen. Yeah, or how to look like you're listening. Yeah. Because... <laughs> Yeah. Acting, actors apparently are supposed to listen. L- yeah. So you're going to need to look like you're listening. Yeah, that's right. So, so oh, uh huh. Mm-hmm. Mm. A lot of that, a lot of yes. pointing your ear towards them. <laughs> that's Maybe what listening is. Put put your finger behind your ear. What a classic listening move. Yeah. Maybe maybe I get a big old timey cone and press it up against your. <laughs> no, ear. that's overacting. Okay, that's right. over pretending to act. Well, that, that, that's it, that's if you're pretending to overact. It's so, oh, big... this isn't acting. This is actoring. Okay, it's <laughs> good. And so the 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 listening cone, the big ear cone, yeah. that's overactoring. Yeah. Right. Okay. Right. I like. All right. Actoring. Yeah. Uh, actoring college. Uh, the uh, Stan. Suvlaki actoring oh method. No, oh, look, I'm sorry. Is no, that... no, no. Look, I'm writing no, it down. Uh, Andy. It's a bloke, right? He had a he had a a, a van. He had a van. Suvlaki van. Near Stan Suvlaki. Near <laughs> Stan Suvlaki. Near an acting. Uh, what's what's the famous one there? Uh, what's one of those ones in America? The one where like. Is that, it's is like that near Juilliard? Juilliard. Let's yeah. go Juilliard. So it's got a Suvlaki place outside of Juilliard. <laughs> yeah. And he meets a lot of people on their first day mm-hmm. before they're about to go in. And they're very nervous about mm-hmm. going to acting. And so he struck up a little thing where before, he runs a little pre-course. Sure. A little actoring. He's just kind method. of curtained off an area behind his van. <laughs> yeah. Next to the Giros or Giros or whatever you, however you pronounce it. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah, or or even next to the the generator. Mm -hmm. You know, he's outside. He's still outside, (laughs) but it's a curtained area. Yeah. And it's, you know, there's folding chairs that are set up in a circle. There's obviously the generator going Mm. like that. And he's going, um, so today in the the acting school, you're going to need to look like an actor, Mm. a teacher. He only respect actors. Um, uh, and at, that was at a the Greek end, man. At the end, he says, and that's a rap, right? <laughs> and then he hands them a souvlaki because they get one on them to go. And look, actoring plus a souvlaki is a great deal. I mean, what? Yeah. But you don't want to be. Right? The only problem is that you don't want to go into your first day of acting school smelling like tzatziki. 
that distinctive, slightly yogurty tang. Somehow, it's even more garlicky than garlic itself. Um, do you tzatziki? Yeah, tzatziki. Tzatziki. I, I don't think we're talking about. No, you're talking about garlic sauce. No, no, I'm tzatziki talking about tzatziki. Is like just like cucumber in yogurt, isn't it? Yeah, and garlic. And gar really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, see, I've never really. You've, ne you've never made it, or you've to... never added the garlic. I've probably, I've never made it. I've mm. probably eaten it, but I don't think I've registered the garlic. I think garlic's one of those things that I don't really register a lot of the time. Yeah, and then right. sometimes I put too much garlic in something, and apparently I smell like garlic. Anyway, there you go. That's a little something about me. I've revealed something about myself. Yeah, right. right. I'm not perfect. Sometimes sure. I smell quite a bit like garlic. <laughs> <laughs> I never claimed to be a perfect man. I mean, right? it's it's interesting to think that garlic and perfection would be at all in the same room together. Compatible. Yeah, but I mean, mm. I guess there is the perfect amount to smell like garlic. So that's interesting, isn't it? Yeah. I wonder if, like, you know, I'm not a perfect person, but do you think there might be something about me that's perfect? Hmm. Do you think it's how much you smell like garlic? <laughs> Definitely not. No, okay. that's that one I'm way off. And, like, this isn't this isn't a compliment. Is this this sounds like a pretty transparent attempt to get compliments, Alistair. Sure, Andy. Sure. No, no, I, I'm sure, look, I... I'm I, not I, perfect, but do you think there might be some... Just spitballing. Just anybody, anywhere, if you think of a thing, if there's something about me that you think might be perfect, feel free to tell me. Oh, Andy, I'm actually, just interested. the way that your hair falls naturally... Yes. ...could maybe be perfect. Oh, Alistair, no, that's yeah. only true on this third day after, a hair, after I wash my hair. Outside but, of that, but on the, wait, wait, how many days in are we now? I think we're like four or five. But Andy, you're only a sliver off from a full moon here. A sliver off. You know what I mean? Like you're close enough. You're eh? pretty close to perfection to the to the point where my imperfect eyes can't even tell. Wow. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Um. Uh, anyway, let's look. Is there a sketch Nothing. with the perfect man mm. or woman, and mm. what? And what would that involve? And could they have a bad life? Well, I, see, you've got to think about it. If, the, if you're a perfect man, right, you've, you're, you've, you'd only still, you'd still only be perfect at being a man, right? Mm. Because there'd be other things like being a hammer, say, that you might try and use that man for and find that, like, when you smash his head against the nail, he bleeds a fair bit. Sure. Right? Yeah. And the nail doesn't go in. Sure. So it's like evolution. Yeah, you're, only, what a, you're only perfect for a particular context. What about if a hammer was a perfect man? Oh, hello. <laughs> and then, but it was a hammer. But whenever, whenever you know, a lady was seen out with it, yes, all her friends were like, "Oh, who's the hammer?" I mean, I'm already interested in it. Just a lady out with a hammer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. <laughs> I mean, is it possible that a hammer could be the perfect man? Yeah, I think I, absolutely. Because, right? I mean, a lot of the human flaws would mm. be the things that stop a man from being the perfect man. And if you think about a lot of the things that traditionally were associated with masculine perfection, perfection mm. right, what are they? Defending people yeah. and opening doors for ladies. Both things that a hammer is mm -hmm. perfectly capable of doing. In fact, dare I say it, the hammer is probably capable of opening, opening a few doors that your standard man can't. Absolutely. Doesn't even need a key. 
And and a hammer is handy around the house. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Putting up a picture. <laughs> Hello. Oh, and you get to do it together. Yes. You know, and that's because where whereas if you are sort of getting a man to do it, mm. you know, um, then it kind of you're you're sort of off doing your own thing, and there and that's not helping your relationship. Do you think a but, perfect man is really just a lady with a hammer? So, you know, I'm saying, mm. like, what is there really that, you know, that that, uh, that a standard man can't do, can do? Sure. I mean, I guess if you picture, picture what you think is the epi- epitome of man. Mm. You know, let's say I don't know. Are we talking like a kind of like a. You I'm know, thinking all of the American... guy. I'm thinking of the guy who who sometimes presents the uh, the the football on SBS. Really? Yeah, the soccer. I don't know what his name is. I think it's got an F in it. <laughs> Tell you what, um, he is rugged. Yeah, so yeah. he's a rugged man. Yeah, not the one that died. No, <laughs> not Les Murray. Not Les Murray. The other one with an F in it. Oh, he's got the grey hair. Yeah, yeah. One time they like tried. People tried to make a big deal about him hugging a woman during the during some national anthem, and they were like, "You're you're, you're hugging that young girl weird." And then he oh. was like, "That's my daughter." And everybody was like, "Uh," and then. And then he was like, you're all idiots. But he didn't say it. He just kind of was like, you're all... F-. Anyway, that guy? He sounds like... He sounds great. This he is dealt, he dealt do, with that really well. Dealt with so that let's really say well. let's say it's him. Yep. But let's say him at war. <laughs> great. That sort of makes him more perfect, yep. right? Yep. Now, picture a woman with a hammer. I love a man at war. <laughs> um, do you think that that is equivalent? Think, I, think, I think this is definitely a sketch. Well, I wonder whether saying a woman with a hammer is a perfect man. No, yeah, you're right. That's that's not quite right because yeah. there's, that that raises too many questions. But I think replacing men with hammers mm. is, is 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 very valid, right? All right. And I think like the more ways in which we can we can illustrate that with the opening doors, with the you know helping around the house, that kind of thing. I um. I mean, yeah. with if you know, let's say you were. Let's say you were a woman that were raising kids by yourself. Mm. You would definitely be able to raise the kids better if you had a hammer and could just build a little platform underneath them. Oh. <laughs> raise them. Yeah. Physically. Yeah, that would be phas- physically off the ground. Um, also, and Alistair, I'm sorry to go to this place. No, please. Well, but it could a, it be worse than the place I just took? A lot us? of hammers... The two components of a hammer, speci- mm-hmm. specifically the hammers that they use in um, panel beating, yeah, are the ball and the peen. <laughs> so hammers already have a ball and a peen. Do you think that the children that they have together would have the father's ball and peen? Look, one can only hope. Anyway. I reckon if you had a... Child with, if it was a woman, had a child with a hammer. Yes. And the child came out pretty much human. <laughs> yep. But when you changed its nappy, there was a hammer head. Yeah. Down in the sort of. Yeah. In the. In the. Um, genital region. Genital region. Yeah. Um, I think that'd be fine. I don't know if anybody would even bother making fun. No, I think. The uh, kid's in, got a hammer. I think. Like and also, I think everyone would be the people who would be inclined to make fun of something like that would 
probably be a little intimidated by that. Here's the thing, Alistair, mm-hmm. that um, in the in the fish world, specifically yeah. I'm thinking in the shark world, you've got a hammerhead shark, you've got a sawtooth shark. Mm-hmm. I'd like to see a full kit, you know. I'm, I'd like to see your tape measure shark. Mm-hmm. I'd like to see your stud finder shark. Um, um, in fact, you know, I reckon stud finding is something that sharks are probably already pretty close to doing with their little, like, electrical sensors and their, you know, their sonar or whatever it is that they got, you know. Uh, well, a lot of the time you get the the Navy or the whatever, mm. you know, trained dolphins to find. A lot of the time. Yeah. A lot of the know, time. They, they, nine times out of ten, I reckon. They It's nine times out of ten. If somebody's trained a dolphin to find, find sort of sea mines. It's the called? Navy doing it. It's yeah, the it's Navy a sea mine. It's a sea mine. Hmm. I was thinking land mine, no. water mine. <laughs> I don't think sea mine. Yeah. Um, but why is it always the military training dolphins or sharks oh, okay. or whatever? Right. You know, why can't it be people in the construction industry? Domestic. I mean, it's kind of that's the kind of thing that has stopped a lot of uh, sort of housing development from going aquatic. Right. If don't we can think? get the uh, the. The, the natives of the ocean yeah. on board. Working working for us. Mm-hmm. Um, get them some hard hats. Um, get them finding studs. I guess that would be... You find studs more in renovation, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, I think, no, I think you probably still need to find the odd stud. Uh, when yeah, when doing. you're first building? Yeah, yeah, because you put the, put the plaster up and then you've got to work out where you put the shelf. Because you forget. You forget where it is, right? Yeah. Well, you paint it and you cover it up. You cover it up. I know. Nobody's, like, left a mark or anything like that to just go, like, yeah, yeah it's just I mean, there. if you put the paint at the wall and stuff and then you put the shelf on, you know, you've got to find out where the stud is. This is just, like, what happens when you make a thing. Yeah, right. House. Make house. What if you've got why, the same... Why, why, can't, why can't you write down my great idea about all the other tools being... Uh... Part, of it, part of it was just because I saw a... Um... Oh, you've seen it done? Well, I saw it when I was a kid. Was it like I think. a Greg Larson, probably not Greg Larson, Gary Larson? Gary, bloody, uh, yeah. So I think it was probably something like that. Yeah, far side. Or, or it might have been like a kids' cartoon book kind of thing. Or are you saying that I've come up with something that's about the level of a kids' cartoon book? I didn't say that, Andy. But was it a success? But that, that is actually is, that actually is a really good observation to make, Andy. <laughs> but you know, look, you're not perfect in that way. How good a squid? Squid. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I like them. I mean, come on. Ink sack? Yeah. It's such a creative animal. Like God was God was really he was he was blue sky thinking when he came up with Wait, the squid. Are they related to octopuses in any way? Yeah, they gotta be related in some way to the octopus. Because you said you told me that recently they're all related to mollusks. So they're yeah. like they go back to like oysters. They're like shells, they're like oysters. Yeah. They're just little when snails when, when or did they drop the shell? Was there was there a point where there was like a a squid-type thing or octopus-type thing that also had a shell and would kind of swim away from it and come back to it? Well, are you, like... Oh, like a... Like a... Like a, like a hermit octopus. Kind of like a hermit octopus. But it was its own shell. No, yeah. I don't think you can grow a shell that you're not connected to because all the things that have a shell yeah, that they've grown, they're all connected to it. Because or else, how could you get out of Cause it? Because, like, like, we don't, like, grow, like, a foot, yeah. but, like, somewhere else across yeah, like the room or three, something and then we go over and use road. it for a bit for a while. Three yeah. miles up the road. But then there's Although, that, I, don't the whales have that detachable penis? But I guess detachable is <laughs> not the same thing. No, I don't think whales have a detachable penis. I thought somebody, somebody <laughs> had a joke where somebody had a, ra- a whale with a detachable penis. Wow. I mean, if that's true. I don't know if you can reattach it, though. Yeah, okay, okay, right. 
But I mean, is it is is there something in this, like in parts of your body mm. that are not attached to your body, right? I just yeah. I just like that idea so much. Like I like some small, like fleshy little ball or whatever yeah. that is of you, right? Part of you. They find a new so organ. good if you could like you could leave it in another room, yeah, right, and you could listen to things or. So, so you think it would sort of have an ear on it? It's like a wireless technology, right? Like when we can get some kind of Bluetooth incorporated into the human body. Like a Google Home. Right. Why does my leg have to be attached to me for me to be able to use it? Yeah. I want to be able to have a, you know, a self-charging wireless leg mm-hmm. that I can send out down the road. Still yeah. fleshy, still a man leg, well, but we've just got some... The nerves have been... Uh, attached to a little sensor mm. or whatever, and I can just send it hopping down the road with a little, um, you know, pouch attached to it. Yeah. Send it to the shops. It'd be great. I mean, it'd, it'd ruin, it would ruin the, de- the, the delivery industry. That's, what I, that's why I'm doing this. Do you think you'd have to concentrate? Do you think you could, like, not focus on what you're doing, where your head is? While you're just trying to, like, focus getting this leg to the shop? Well, I think if we're going to have self-driving cars, yeah. right, whatever the technology is, <laughs> you know, a little, a little bit that you attach to the top of the leg. If you want to have your leg on autopilot, yeah. right, there's a little thing you, you, you strap around it, like a little garter, right? It's got a little camera there, a couple of cameras on it, got a gyroscope, yeah. got, you know, sure. some motion sensors and it, it hops away. I, I think maybe instead of being a leg, though, mm-hmm. I think it needs to be like the medical industry, uh, the, no, the med- like researchers just found a new organ. Yeah. And they realized that it's when a person is born, it also comes out like it's somewhere it, else. Somewhere else. It's like it's always seven feet away or something. It'd be amazing if like we found out that another animal, something that we thought was a totally different animal, like the squid or the cuttlefish mm. or whatever, was actually a part of us. Yeah. Right? And it's got it's it's not connected but it's there and we've just like lost the use of it like an appendix or something. We've forgotten that we've we forgotten used to have how it. to use it, right? We're actually all entangled with squid. Yeah. We're quantumly entangled. And every time one of us gives birth, the other one gives birth to our other limb. Yeah. Which I think is probably closer to like a a little fleshy ball. Yeah. That I'm, is like, but that has kind of like little, not quite tentacles, but pr- like pre tentacle bumpy type of things that mm-hmm. you can move around and like use to like walk. Oh, I love this <laughs> thing. Like that. Like yeah. Like that. Like that. Maybe like, like you know, like it's that. like all, the whole part underneath it is all little bumps like that. Even if it's not a thing that already exists, it's a mm. thing that like scientists can genetically engineer or from your own genetic material and a thing that is mentally connected to you. It would be great. A tiny little fleshy blob that crawls around. And Maybe it can listen and stuff. Maybe it can also has, act as a hard drive. I mean, I'm into it's, it. it's not crazy to think that if your brain is capable of communicating with your limbs mm. and that... There is a there is a, currently a wire, mm. some kind of nerve or something like that connecting your limbs. Con- that 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 your there brain. is a way to get some kind of wireless version of that same signal yeah. going between you and your new. La, 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 la. And you know maybe it would make maybe you could send that to work. Maybe this is the solution to because we haven't still haven't managed to make teleconferencing work as a thing. Yeah. Right. But <laughs> you could put them in little little thunk. Kind yeah, of tube thing. In a little thump tube, right? Mm. It gives a thump, 
oof, it falls yeah. down on a table there. There's like six of them gathered around yeah. in a little. Uh, It'll <laughs> be better than Scott's table. Yeah. Uh, they just sort of rub their little uh, tendrils on each other and you communicate that way. That's how you have a business meeting. This is one of the weirdest things we've ever come up with. Really? I yeah. like it. I like it, it a is lot. like so not what reality is, you know? <laughs> and it's also not something I've seen anywhere. Right, yeah, like yeah. it's not even a version of something. It's it's fucked, is what it is, Al. It's like think, a familiar. Doesn't people talk about having a familiar? Yeah, I love the idea. Of, I love. I've always loved the ideas of the idea of familiars. And yet, you've never had a pet. I've had lots of pets. You've never over had my, a single pet. <laughs> had lots of pets over the years. I just don't want to have to take care of them. Yeah, that's why I don't get any more. Right. It's already. It actually is. It's already. It's not a. I'm not gonna say it's pet, like. Having a child is a joy, but to having to take care of them is like, you know, it's not entirely a joy. It's more of a pain. <laughs> like if they were self-cleaning and things like that. Um, it's, it's the, you know. Yeah, it's like that thing of like, is a bit of me perfect? Parenting is a joy, like on average, mm. but it's not all a joy. It's not a joy all the way through. No. Right? It's not Tony Besslink's joke about cake. It's all cake. Even if you cut it up, that's just more, it's just bits of cake. Yeah. It's cake. What's it made out of? I don't know. Cake. Cake. Right. <laughs> but but uh, parenting, it's not all joy all the way through. There no. are bits that like, and if somebody was saying like, we're not going to take away your child, but we're going to take away this bit of your parenting experience. Mm. Yes. What, what if you could just like, Electrocute them. The child? No, but like, look, wait, that's not the end part. Like, it was just like... Sure, but it's a part along the way. <laughs> okay. But let's say it was just like, this is a decision you have to make as a parent. Yes. Okay. Um, that all they have to go through is one electrocution a day, right? It goes for a half second, right? But they feel it, <laughs> right? But then they automatically know that when they say yes to something that they that they that they do, do it. want it. Yeah. Right. And then when they say no, they don't want it. Rather than like, no, yes, no, like that kind of thing. Right. Would you do that? Is this every day for the rest of their life or are we talking like a week or something? Just like just until they understand. So maybe like four or five. Maybe they'll learn faster with the with the zap. Yeah. You doing it? It's a learning zap. It's like, I mean, education is hard and failure is painful, mm. right? Why does it all have to be emotional pain? Why can't, some, why can't it just be a little zap? That's right. Yeah. And it's, it's not punishment. It's not corporal punishment. No, it's, it, if anything, it's, it's a shortcut. Mm. We're trying to make this quicker for you. Put the concept of yes is yes into your mind. There you go. Not like, what do you want for breakfast? Wheat bix here you go. I don't want it. <laughs> Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. <laughs> How do you teach them that that's bad? <sighs> anyway. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. That's not a sketch, really, to use Apple. Yeah. Uh, I think we did have a thing once. Uh, about a touch lamp that zaps you. Don't touch lamp? <laughs> really? <laughs> I think so. Yeah. Um, I mean, far out, I don't touch child that, you know, that just zaps people if they touch the child. That's that's valid. Um, it's very valid. So wait, yeah. so it's a, it's a kid that you just, yeah, you just electrify your kid. Just electrified. They've just got a certain amount of charge. You know, yeah. maybe they've got boots on and gloves or whatever, but if somebody touches the child, zapped. Yeah. You know, I don't see the problem. And, you know, also, highly charged, they're going to repel things. That's true, yeah. Um, I mean, oh, is no, there a actually, chance they're going to attract They're going to attract things, aren't yeah. they? Yeah. Unless you, unless everything else is has the opposite charge or whatever it is that you want to repel. All right. Look, I <laughs> This think... is going to sound bad, yeah. right? But hear me out on this, mm-hmm. right? We charge the entire world, right? We electrically charge the entire world. Okay? I'm sure we could do it somehow. We just make everything a little bit of a positive charge. We, what we do is we get some electrons, right? We do that thing where you rub uh, a, a bit of amber rod on a bit of wool, right? And we get some electrons onto the amber rod, and then we shoot all the amber rods into space, right? And we okay. leave the Earth slightly electri- positively charged. Okay. Right? And then... <laughs> And then we charge the children. <laughs> and then we charge the children. No, everything's going to repel from everything else. I'm trying to get it to the point where pedophiles can be <laughs> electrically repelled. Well, look, I think uh, there, there is something in that idea. It's like when... Or just like as a form of, you know, prison or like punishment, right? We're not going to... You're not going to imprison you. We're just going to give you a charge which is going to repel you from everything. So you're just going to be that much harder for you to get close to things. I think I think it's okay to just have a sketch about a parent who's justifying electrifying their kid. Yeah. So that when people touch them, it zaps them, and then they're like, "Yeah, well, you know, I don't think they need they don't need to be touching or nobody needs to touch them, and they don't need to be touching other students at school." Yeah. So right. so just during the day, like that. Yeah. They can discharge when they get home. Yeah. But all day, they're charged. They're charged. That's it. And then and then they're like, yeah, sure. Okay, metal objects are flying towards them and getting stuck to them. Mm. But that helps make them stronger. Yeah. I mean, a lot of kids are not allowed to fall off of play equipment anymore. And, uh, you know, they're not building that resilience. This builds a resilient kid mm. and a much more muscular kid because yeah. they're carrying around a lot more weight than they were. Jonathan, he is fast. Like, you see him walk past an open knife drawer, that boy can run. Yeah. <laughs> He will get behind a door within, I don't know, Actually, a short period of time. It's interesting. It's, it seems to have given him a new sense. It's almost like he can sense, like maybe it's something about the rattle or he can feel the, mm. the shift in the magnetic field. But he's a super child. Yeah, he's now a super child. But, and that's what I've done to my kid. Now, I wonder, Alistair, if this kid were to walk past, say, a Harry's razor, mm-hmm. right? We're talking like uh, four or five blades, right? Stainless steel, beautiful, state-of-the-art, German engineering, German manufacturer. 
and one of these blades shot out yeah out the window headed right towards him right this kid would get one of the closest one of most the closest. beautiful oh shaves <laughs> right that 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 situation where you're just becoming it uh, you're a young teen you're getting mm-hmm. your first fluff there you got that right? wispy you got that wispy mustache it's no good right you're electrified cuz your parents are trying to protect, protect you. you from predators mhm mhm and the the Harry's razor comes flying out the window across the, the top lip there. Mm. Beautiful. It leaves it in the most beautiful state you've ever had. Now, just to clarify, though, the Harry's razor, it's not in the travel case because you get the travel case when you buy the starter pack, right? Mm-hmm. You get that beautiful travel case, which I've made good use of. Alistair, I know that you really appreciate it. I, I store it in there all the time just so that um, my child, if he was to get his hands on the razor, which mm. I put it out of reach, mm. but if he was... I'd have that extra barrier there to, yeah. to stop or at least give me time before he figured out how to open it. And also, I think by also always keeping the razor, the Harry's razor in the travel case, you're proving to the world that you're always ready to go, right? At any like, time. If anything happens, you're out, right? Mm-hmm. Your, your razor's already ready to go. To be honest, that's all the travel, that's all the luggage you ever need is the Harry's razor travel case. That's all I I've, travel with. I've seen people uh, that travel all of Europe and all they t- that's all they take with them. Sometimes I go through security at the airport, yeah, and they say empty your pockets, and all I just is I drop three or four Harry's razors on the in the tray, yeah, and they said, good "You're to, doing you're it. You're good to go." Yeah, <laughs> these look good. Straight through, buddy. Yeah, and they give you that thumbs up. The only the only thing you're risking bringing these on the plane is making everybody look better than they already do. Um, uh, so what else do you get in your, in your starter pack? You get your, your shaving foam. Oh, yeah. It's a, you get your it's, razor, it's you like get your blade, gel. weighted handle, a gel. It's a, it's, mm. You know, I love, I love that gel. That just, Feels so good. It's, it's, it's gelular, mm. but then it really foams up with just, the, with just the, the, the lightest of lathering. Would you eat that gel? <laughs> Andy, I'm not going to say, I wouldn't say this on mic, but I absolutely do. <laughs> you eat the gel? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I'm so glad we're not recording that, but, man, no. I've but, heard the gel is delicious. But turn the mic back on and let's finish this ad. <laughs> <laughs> Harry's Razors, harrys.com forward slash think tank. Get yourself uh, your $78 worth of value for just the cost of shipping. I, I call it $78. I know it's 13 That yeah. People at Harry's, they say it's 13 but we both know it's $78 worth yeah. of value. Uh, cost can't... of shipping, shifting, shipping's going to cost you a couple of bucks. Do yourselves a favor. Jeff and Andy have done all the hard work for you making this happen, right? Now you just sit back and shave. Sit back and shave, baby. Do something nice for <sighs> you. Sit down face. shave. Yeah. That's how I shave. I get I got one of those big tall chairs in my in my bathroom. Right, really? Yeah. And I got the uh I got the mirror on the roof. Yeah. So I just lean back like that, like I'm <laughs> mm-hmm. in the in the barber. Yeah. And I give myself a nice close shave. Absolutely. Mm, and I make small talk with myself that makes me uncomfortable. Absolutely. How's our comfort slash think tank? Um, Alistair. Yes, Andrew. Would you say that you have a good relationship with <laughs> a good relationship with your future self? Like, can you? Do you think you could look at them in the eye and 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 you know and get along? And sort of like feel like I'm doing right by them. Yeah, exactly, right by them. Like, Because, you know, we're going to leave, sure, we're going to leave the world to our children. We're also going to leave the world to our future selves. That's true, right? yeah. Like we, before we leave it to our children, we're going to leave it to our future selves and see what they do with yeah, it. Yeah, I do have a, 
I feel I, I do have a trip to Japan that I'm going on that I feel like I'm uh, I'm really cheating my future self. Um, I mean, like that future self, the the future Japan self is going to have a great time. Yeah. But the future self who's going to have to live on the remaining funds after that, I'm ripping him off a little yeah, bit. That's really interesting, isn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, if only you knew you were going to die, but what if you could give yourself you know you on your deathbed any advice mm. now <laughs> with the years that you haven't lived <laughs> so i don't know maybe it's a guy who has a chance to go back I love in time. This. how about this also i'll just put i, I, I want to hear where you're going yeah. as well Leslie, but i want to say what i'm going to say because yeah. i'm really excited about it already <laughs> top Top 10 regrets of the 34-year-olds. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they always see that article of top 10 regrets yeah, the of the dying. On their, on their deathbed. People in nursing homes or whatever, the elderly. Right? I want to see top 10 regrets of people who are, like, who've still got it all ahead of them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's really fun. Um, do you think I should just write that down? Oh, you know, I think if yeah, if if you're confident that there's enough in that to like turn that into something, I'm already feeling. I feel it, it makes me really happy. Yeah. Because man, those top ten regrets of the dying things always fucking piss me off so much. It's always, it's always what you'd expect. You know, there's never anything surprising in there. Should have spent more time with my family. Yeah. Should have worked less. All right, skip your top ten. Right, I want to hear regrets, thirty-eight through forty-nine. That's true. I want the ones that sound a little bit more unique. Yeah, yeah. Like when you've when you've got the main regrets out of the way, mm-hmm. because if everybody's going to regret those things, then sure, I'm probably going to regret them as well. That yeah. just sounds like stuff that we all regret. Boring. Hello, I've had enough. The mainstream stuff is always the most boring stuff. Nana, give me your deep cut regrets. Yeah. Okay. What's what's the regrets for the connoisseur? Yeah. What do you think it would be? Just some, do you think sometimes it's like I should have I should have not broken up with this person and and spent seventy five years with this person? That's pretty specific <laughs> and pretty depressing. I'm like like I feel like if that's what you regret, that's going to be pretty high up the list, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, I think it's a pretty. It's it's almost like a really dumb thing to regret mm. because I feel like over those seventy five years you had a real chance to change that. Like I I, I want to know what like, I just wish I'd invested in a really good set of cutting boards, oh, right? Yeah. And not that not fuck around with those plastic ones that get all furry, right? F- oh, do you have those foldable ones? Oh no, I don't have those. I don't know about those. Are they good? Yeah, you know they're kind of like they're relatively thin. Foldable pick, cutting like, boards. Like you can, no, but I mean, like you can pick them up and you can like curve them like that, so you can sort of just. Alistair, I have no idea what you're talking about. It sounds incredible. Oh, this is what we got in my house. Well, you like, like fold them and then you can just pour the stuff into a bowl or something. Yeah, in the bowl or right into the pan. See, this is what I'm talking about. I mean, I'm getting this good gear now. I can already change mm-hmm. my life. That's something I can do tomorrow. You see, right? Yeah. Spending more time with my kids. That's going to take ages. I was. Give gonna... me a regret. I can fix yeah. now. Like that's the problem. Is that the Spending more time with your kids is something that you're going to sort of try to do anyway. Yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> and so, like, I think you're going to regret, no matter how much you spend time with your kids, you're still going to regret not having spent more time. Because it's great, right? Yeah. But how do I do that? Spend less time picking up loose bits of uh, mushroom. 
Absolutely. The cutting board thing. Yeah. Imagine if that was... Imagine if I wish I'd better got a better set of cutting boards was, like, number three. See, that'd be interesting to me. Cool. Of Like, number three, the top ten regrets of the dying, cutting boards was was in the top five. Mm. Then I would be interested in these articles. I'd be like, holy yeah. shit, this is big. And plus, those nurses who are, you know, who are at the bedside table, first of all, they're probably they're probably filtering some of the some of the juicier ones. I dare say, you know. Second of all, second of all, the the dying are probably they're probably filtering their regrets on the bed on the definitely, deathbed, definitely because they don't want to look bad in front of a judgmental yeah. nurse. Yeah. Third of all, mm. right? Just don't ask people who are dying what they regret. Yeah, stop asking that. It sounds like you're dwelling on some pretty negative stuff. All yeah. right. Why don't we focus on the good things? Yeah. So, you'll be dead soon. What do you regret? Just licking my pencil here. It feels like maybe you shouldn't even bring up your regrets on your deathbed. Mm. Yeah. I mean, just focus on the pain. Mm. Focus on the pain. Just focus on the, the pain. The only thing that's real. The only thing. <laughs> um, oh, wait, so... It's a guy who gets a chance maybe to go back in time and give his younger self a bit of advice. But when he gets back there. And, and then, well, I thought, and then when he gets back to his regular mm. time, then he goes to his um, future, self. future self and gives himself on the deathbed some advice. Right. Yeah, he's just a guy with a lot of advice. Yeah. I mean, I wonder, though, like, we, mate, we, could, we could roll all this in, to get in together, yeah. right? Because you go back in time to your younger self, mm. give them Bring some him. advice, right? And then you say, what have you got for me? Come on. Yeah. This is a two-way thing, buddy. Or you get back, mm. and just as you're about to open your mouth, they launch into their advice because they've just got so much. I think... I don't know. You know, but I think, first of all, I would... I think if I'm going to have anybody at my bedside when I'm, gonna, when I'm dying, I'd love to have me there. That's true. You know, like, I think I could, more than anyone, help me through this. That's really interesting. You know, if I could have me now, when I'm relatively, you know, fancy-free. Is that fancy? Is that, can I be, yeah. am I fancy-free at the moment? Yeah, I said you're fancy-free. Is that fancy free. a bad thing? Yeah, fancy-free. I want to know, if we do come up with time travel, mm. does that mean that death is meaningless? Well, you, because keep, you keep aging, though. Sure, but like, but like within that, it's like you can always go back and see yourself as a young person, mm. and they've still all got it ahead of them. I guess you still die. Yeah, you still die. Yeah. Maybe they could. But like each time you go back, you'd 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 cause apparently you'd branch time, and they'd get to live a new life. Well, it just depends because what of the kind effect of, of you going back, right? Well, see, this is this was a sketch idea that I did bring to you one day oh, at true. work, where I said off pod. It's an off pod, but it's a, it's a, it's a time traveling uh, company. Yes. But they offer you what kind of time traveling you want to go. I for. think that's so good. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, you know, do you want to have that one that splits off into a new universe every mm. time, mm. or do you want the one where you go back and you can change something about your younger self, yep. and that'll change you? Do you want the one where you can go back and things are gonna like? If you start fading out, if you do stuff. Oh yeah. Yeah, because that one's good. And like when it fades out, 
which, by the way, why would it fade? Why wouldn't it just disappear? Yeah, why fade? Why fade? But you can choose that. You can choose the speed of the fade. Yeah, well, that's nice. (laughs) They've really found a way of personalizing all aspects of time travel. Yeah. Um, Do you think that you're giving yourself advice? I think there is something about, like, the the youngest person, the middle-aged person, mm. and the deathbed kind of mm. person all giving each other advice. Because mm. your instinct is to think that the, the oldest person knows the most. Mm. But their knowledge may have been spoilt by years of just kind of... Watching bad news sources yeah. and also dwelling on their own petty grievances mm. as well. Yeah, and surely some aspect of old age, you know, uh, adds to your... You know, dismissiveness. I'm definitely wrong about stuff that I shouldn't be wrong about anymore. You know, like I've, 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 I'm sure I've formed some prejudices. You're probably more wrong about things that you weren't right about when you were younger. Yeah, if I could understand what that sentence meant, Alistair, I'd agree with you. Yeah, but you kind of get a gist. I think right? this is very good. I my my only problem with it, and the reason I'm maybe not sounding as on board with it as I could, Alistair, is that the specific examples of what the advice would be elude me for the time being. And I, I, I can't think of a single example. And that's what why about, I feel. What about if he goes to himself on his deathbed yes. to get advice? Yes. And he winds up giving him loads of advice. I, yeah, I, I quite like that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, you're thinking about it all wrong. Like, you know, stop worrying about that. Is this really what you... Th- you consider this to be advice? No, that's not advice. Like, advice would be something like this. Oh, that would be really annoying having your 20... Your know-it-all twenty-year-old version mm. of yourself. Yeah, Telling maybe you. maybe that's hell, right? <laughs> hell is having to go to a party <laughs> with your twenty-year-old self and just like listen to their conversation and think, just yeah. having to dwell on, you know. I think uh, I their think failures. even having to watch a a video of myself at 20 mm. talking about my opinions would probably be a sliver off of a full yeah. moon of hell. Yeah. Andy, I think we've reached the we, we've amount got a of bunch sketch of, ideas. A bunch of sketch ideas. So, I'm going to go through them if that's okay. Although we, we are going to have to do an extra little sketch idea. Oh, yeah, here. let's do an extra little sketch idea. We've okay, got yeah. time. We got, this is from uh, David Kopka. Kopka. Thank you, David, for uh, pledging. And oh, so this is a Patreon supporter who's given us three words. Yeah. Uh, chipped in, and if you if you make the right donation, you can give us three words, and we'll come up with a sketch idea. How, how much is the right donation? Andy? Three dollars. Three dollars. It's a dollar a word. His words are Russia, Tuesday, and feet. Really? Yeah. Huh. Um. Well, uh, Alistair, I mean, Russia makes me think political. You know? Tuesday makes me think day of the week. Really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, I want to know. Okay, okay, okay. Here's, here's, here's just a, a train of thought. Honestly. Sure. Um, that Julius Caesar changed the calendar, right? He put mm-hmm. in an extra month. Yeah. And various other people, the Gregorians and so on, have changed various as- aspects of the calendar mm-hmm. over, over time. Um, I want to know, like, could we do that today? Monday, Tuesday, Russian Tuesday, Wednesday, <laughs> Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what, what, why not? Are, mm-hmm. are we seriously locked in now or can we... Could Australia have its own calendar? I feel like this could be a thing that, mm-hmm. you know, it, it, it could be a tourism thing. It could be a branding thing. You know how sometimes... So we're going to we'll... bring people to Australia 
with Russian Tuesday? Look, it doesn't have to be Russian, Alastair, okay? It could be it could be could be any country. Mm-hmm. Just using it as inspiration here. Sure, sure, sure. But like you know how we will occasionally we'll do a um a commemorative set of stamps. Australia Post will release a special set of stamps. Yeah. Right? Maybe hey, I don't see why we can't have a special set of days. You I mean, know, we have a few branded weeks throughout the year or we have different weeks where there's different names for the days. We can make it a thing. You know, there's International Women's Day, there's well, International This and That Day. But why do they have to be some abstract thing? Why can't they actually be the days? Why do, why do they have to be international? Why can't they just be Russian? There. <laughs> what if we dedicated... Why aren't we celebrating Russian Women's Day? <laughs> <laughs> Um, wait, what about Ru- Ru- Russian Women's Feet Tuesday? It's so specific. Yeah. But, yeah. but that's what's happened, is that we've had International Women's Day. Mm. Then we had sort of Canadian Women's, you know, Fine. afternoon. Right. Right, we have, uh, you know, uh, Antarctic female researcher... Uh, week is this identity politics gone mad, Alistair? Andy, it's not. Okay. And then we had Russian Women's Feet Tuesday, <laughs> and so much like the French gave America the Statue of Liberty as a gift between two countries to, mm. uh, you know, to 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 strengthen that bond, uh, we gave Russia. We decided to name one of our Tuesdays after their women's after feet. their women's feet. I think that's quite that is quite nice, isn't it? I mean, it's not saying that we don't we don't like other parts of them. It's not even saying we don't like Russian men's feet. Were you, were you telling me about? Poli- I mean, we, look, we we could make it all Russians' feet. Yeah, you were telling me about Polish Hungarian Friendship Day. There you go. Right, that's that's a that's a um sort of that's a mutual thing. That's a two way arrangement. But if we're feeling like we want to make things stronger with another nation, why not have a day? for them, right? Let's just do it of our own accord because it's so nice, much nicer when somebody does something unbidden, you know? Yeah. And especially after, you know, now everybody's pulling their diplomats out of each other's countries Mm. right now. I think this is exactly the kind of thing that could maybe take the edge off of some, of uh, you know, take the lid off of this boiling pot. Yeah. You know? Sure, we're expelling a few diplomats, but we're making a special day. That's right. We're reaching out to the people. So are we saying that the sketch that we came up with for Russian <laughs> Women's Feet is Russian Women's Feet Day? Uh, Russian Women's Feet Tuesday. Tuesday. Great. Yeah. I mean, look, we did not travel very uh, far no, we didn't. from this, but I think the sketch itself will travel, travel far because we're... Right, we're because it's you know, about the days. It's about the branded days. Yeah. And, and we're also, you know, we're, we're watching the people come to this idea, then we're seeing them implement it. implement it, we're seeing them approach the Russians about it, we're seeing the Russian reaction. Which is a bit creeped out, maybe. Maybe a bit creeped Why out. Why just the feet? You know, and do you think that they will, what's what's the thing that you do when, when somebody does something bad to you? You, uh, we will have to... Sanction? Not reciprocate, but to... Retaliate. Retaliate. And so they retaliate. By maybe putting on like an Australian men's mustaches Wednesday. Why is that a retaliation? Eh? Why is it a negative thing? Well, We're doing a nice thing. Why do you think that Australian... Why can you only retaliate to things that are bad? Yeah, exactly. Why can't you retaliate to things that are good? You know? Thank you for this cup of coffee. I shall retaliate later in the day. <laughs> I think that's fine. That's what I was implying, that it's a positive retaliation. <laughs> 
you know? retaliation will be five. swift and brutal. <laughs> Our, a high five is just two instant retaliations to the striking. It the, is you know? true, true, isn't it? It's Newton's third law. That's right. For every action force exerted by an object, there will be a retaliation. You and better believe it. That is... Are you going to take us through the sketches? Yep. All right. <laughs> we got Actoring College. Yes, good. Uh, Done. That, that Next Stan, one. That Stan Suvlaki runs behind his... Uh, <laughs> His Suvlaki stand. Suvlaki stand. Uh, outside Su- of Stan, Stan Suvaki stand. Stan, Stan Suvakistan. Suvlakistan. <laughs> yeah. so they could change the name of Greece to... Uh, that's if Russia ever takes over. Which, that's a chance. Once they break up Europe. Hammer is the perfect man. Yep. I think it's true. Yeah. I think we've learned anything. We've got the new organ that's not attached to the body. Excited for this. A yeah. wireless organ. A wireless organ. It's going to be great. Yeah. Do you think Bluetooth? I'm thinking Bluetooth. Yeah. I'm thinking uh, chemical batteries. You know? What about like the same thing that humans run on? Yeah, what is that? <laughs> Just food and like, you I know. Don't think, I don't want to have to put food in it though. No? I, no, I think it's got it's to have a mouth. Uh, well, or, or it eats through its eye. Great. <laughs> it has an eye. I think so. I think in order for it to great. see where it's going or whatever. Okay. Uh, charge children to protect them. They zap you when you touch them, that kind of thing. Yep. You know, I think that's a great thing, protecting children. I honestly, this, 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 this uh, remote-controlled body part, mm. it's going to happen. It is definitely going to happen. We'll have a chip. We'll have some wireless thing. We'll have some Bluetooth. We'll be able to control a fleshy little creature with our yeah. mind. Once we get away from these crude sort of plastic electronics... We'll finally get into bioelectronics. Fleshy, blobby things. Yeah. Can't wait. And instead of big, like, tall sort of, like, uh, you know, telecommunication towers, they'll just be long, fleshy things coming out of the ground, towering into the sky. Yeah, repeater stations for our our mind control. Yeah, for just possibly for our soul. That's how we're going to have proper out-of-body experiences. Maybe we can travel... Imagine if you could choose between you and the little mm. smushy thing. Mm. You oh, could just go you, from one to the other. If you die, you're still alive in your <gasps> little smushy In your thing. smush. Yeah. <laughs> in your smush. In your smush. <laughs> go to the smush. When you're on your deathbed, you go, oh, this is it for me. And your, your wife is there, go to the smush. Go to the smush. And she takes you home in her pocket. That's really nice. Hey? And then she puts you in a drawer with all the others. Yeah. She's a black widow. Like she was in the she was in there with all the others and her and her parents and things like that. Oh. And you're like, oh no. And you're frolicking around. It's a little hamster's enclosure in a wheel or whatever. It's fine. Oh, do you think you kind of go back to like a weird horny state and you're like, anyway. <laughs> top, yes, I do. Yeah. <laughs> top ten regrets of those who still have it ahead of them. They still have everything ahead of them. Yeah. Then we also have a type of time travel agent. Yep. <laughs> you get to do, sorry, just yeah. just I was just. I wasn't with my sure eyes. if you were like making an eye shape. No. <laughs> um, <laughs> then we got the three ages of person giving each other advice. I know it doesn't sound clear, but it's let's say it's one person going to the future to get an advice from their older self, and then they realize, oh, I should go back and give my younger self advice, mm. and then all three of them are in the room at some point, and then they end up just arguing. And then, and then we've making got, out. And making out, probably. Yeah. And then giving each other advice on making out technique. <laughs> if you could teach your younger self one thing about making out. You on your deathbed. <laughs> giving advice <laughs> to your younger self on making out technique. 
I just wish my one regret is that I didn't know from a from an older age from a younger age how to kiss well, and then it's you kissing your younger self yeah. to mm. show exactly how it's done, and it's completely fine. It is completely it's awful fun to put the actors through it. <laughs> but yeah, they're professionals. They've done the method. They've done the method, and they're not really actors. They're just <laughs> actors. Um, and then we got Russians Women's Feet Tuesday. Oh, that last sketch! I tell you what, what a what a triumph! Okay, you really got your three dollars worth there. Um, sorry, I just copied your beeping there, Alistair. Okay, sorry, I know I, you hate it when I do that. It's fine, I had it a You're just such a natural leader. I just want to say thank you to everybody. Uh, thank you to all our Patreon supporters who have been so generous. There's been a lot it's of incredible. people coming in. We can't in. believe it. Thank you so um, much. Somebody's given some really big donations recently, and yeah. we don't deserve you. Yeah, no, and I don't know if, if, yeah, look, thank you to Nathan Sawford. Thank yes. you ever so much. Thank you, Nathan. Thank you to Will. Nathan, I know... Nathan, and is a long-term... He's been listening to the podcast since the beginning, and I can't thank you enough because it is your faith in the podcast that probably is the reason I'm, we're still in, doing it. In many ways, yes. Yeah. You need to know that. Yeah, and... hope and, that's not too much pressure. And so that you know that George occasionally would just say that you, you love it, and then I'd, I would believe in myself. And again. we continue to live. Yeah, and that's the same for all of you guys. Now that that's, you know, it's grown into you guys, all add to... Uh, Nathan's, you know, heavy burden that he carries. <laughs> it is a heavy burden. Yeah. If you, I'm so glad that you're there to share his load. Thank you. <laughs> thank you also, Will. Thanks, thank, Will. Thank you also, Daniel P- Pierce and uh, the, the people from the Better in Bed podcast who've oh, also donated. Thank you so much. Uh, thank you, Flashpool. Oh. Thank you, uh, Brian Colella. Holy moly, Brian. Whoa, Brian. We don't know what to say, but we don't Brian... Yeah, thank you, David Kopka. Ryan, David Kopka. Thank you, Jimbo. Thanks, Jimbo. Thank you, Daniel Pierce again. Thank you, Andrew Humphrey. Thank you, Adam Tregear. I think we've out- thanked some of these people okay, already. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I'm I just know. going it's back good to, to mention sure. them again. Anyway, thank you so much, and wow, yeah, it really it means so much to us. It makes our lives wonderful, yeah. and we love, love you. you. Oh, come see our show at the comedy festival. Yeah, and also come and see. Martin Dunlop's show, oh, uh, yes. Laura Davis's show, and Matt Jack, Stewart's Matt show, Stewart's show, and Jack Drews's show. They're all they're all previous guests on the podcast, and they're all doing shows. Go and see them; it'll be wonderful. Definitely, uh, Auntie Donna, what a show! Yeah, and we love you. We love you. Thank, Thank you. you. Bye. Bye. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. I mean, if you want, it's, it's up to you. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. <laughs> 